0: Through years of research and working at the cutting edge of water purification for homes, businesses and public distribution for people on the go, Blue Water has learned water, as pure as nature intended, cannot be taken for granted anywhere on our planet. This podcast explores the magic of water and its importance to all life around the world. All of us have a right to clean water. Yet today, pure water has become a commodity because it's in ever shorter supply, increasingly polluted and poisoned with pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers, oil, industrial chemicals and single-use plastics. We aim to report on the efforts by individuals, organizations and purpose-driven companies to tackle the pollution and water scarcity that endangers our very existence. Listen to conversations with industry experts as well as leading changemakers from the science, sports and local community worlds and discover the latest innovations, insights and trend-making that impact on our water world. Episode 1. Meet D. Kafari, world-record-setting inspirational sailor battling for ocean and planetary health and Blue Water Global Ambassador. Blue Water a podcast about healthy water and mindful hydration for body and mind from Blue Water. Welcome to Planet Water, a podcast exploring the cutting edge of how water impacts every stage of how we live our lives, from our physical and mental health to overall well-being. I'm Dave Noble, Communications Director at Blue Water, and my purpose is to help us all take a deeper look at all things water. From the way water keeps us healthy, improving physical and mental performance, to the multiple threats posed by chemical and plastic pollution, and water scarcity being sparked by climate change and ever greater urbanization. At Blue Water, we care about what goes into our oceans because we care about what goes into our bodies when drinking or washing with water. Blue Water has put banishing single-use plastics at the very heart of its business mission with ingenious planet-friendly water purification, dispensing and bottle solutions to generate and serve pure water at home, work and when on the go. Blue water purification products remove over 99% of all known contaminants from lead to chemicals and microplastics and are available in major markets globally for a healthier planet. If you want to dive deeper into the effects of water on your body and mind wellness and well-being, mobility, mental and physical performance, and get answers to simple yet vital questions on stuff like how much you should drink each day and when, you'll find answers on the Blue Water website, bluewatergroup.com. Discover what's in your water that shouldn't be there and learn about the tech available to clean what you're putting into your body in a wide range of educational white papers and gutsy information sheets. We even give you a whole bunch of recipes for water-based drinks using fruit, vegetables and herbs. Today, we're honoured and delighted to be talking to the extraordinary British world-class sailor Dee Kafari. The first woman to have sailed single-handed and non-stop around the world in both directions and the only woman to have sailed non-stop around the world a total of three times. Passionate about ocean health, Dee agreed to become a global ambassador for blue water because she shares our dream to turn the tide on plastic, using human ingenuity to end the need for single-use plastics, 90% of which end up being dumped in oceans and natural environments around our Blue Planet. Hi Dee, so here we are in uh, your home sailing port. I visited Dee in her home port town of Portsmouth in southern England and asked her what made her decide to partner with Blue Water. What was it that attracted you to accept the position of brand ambassador for Blue Water.
1: I think there's a really nice synergy of the objectives and aims and principles that stand behind Blue Water and what I believe in as an athlete. And as a athlete that sails around the world and has a presence in the world's oceans, there's a really nice connection. We realize that we need to stay hydrated as an athlete for performance. We also, as a position of health, need to intake clean water. And having travelled the world's oceans and visited a lot of ports, we realised that clean water isn't something that is that simple and is available to everybody. So a company that prides itself on being able to provide clean, fresh water to people and overcome this problem that we have of water scarcity, the synergy was there, and for me, it was a natural alignment.
0: So you have sailed around the world six times solo, an amazing feat. Has you noticed that the pollution of the seas has been getting worse gradually over your period of being a world-famous salesperson? Or is it something that has just kind of crept up on you from an awareness perspective?
1: I think when I'm asked about the ocean pollution and what I've seen, over the period of time of six laps of the planet, I didn't know whether it was because I'm more aware that I'm looking for it more, that maybe I'm seeing more. But when I did my most recent round the world as leading the team Turn the Tide on Plastic, I had a very young crew sailing around the world for the first time, and they were commenting and seeing stuff. And I realized then that actually it's still a problem. It is just as bad as it always has been, and if not getting worse. And I think we're very used to seeing the macro plastics, the crates, the helium balloons, the fishing nets, the cast off ropes and bottles and food packaging. But with our science work that we did, studying the water samples for microplastics we now understand that these macroplastics break down and there's microplastics present pretty much everywhere in the world so the problems really come home and having seen it firsthand I know I can speak passionately about it when we talk to people on dry land what the issues are.
0: And how do you think from your perspective is the best way for companies like Blue Water for example to help tackle that problem?
1: It's a really big issue to tackle, and companies like Blue Water have a huge task on their hands. But I think by having a presence and by education and by sharing stories such as my own, where we explain what we've seen firsthand and the changes and simple kind of behaviour changes that we can all make individually, encouraging that collective group to come together and make a really big impact. And I think we are starting to realise as a population that we're gonna have to make these changes happen.
0: So you talk about us making small changes as individuals and even as companies to help improve the oceans by removing the source of all that plastic getting into it, such as single use plastic bottles. What is one of the kind of key things that you think that you or I or anyone actually as an individual could do to help stop that plastic getting into the seas?
1: I think it's really important for everybody to realise that we all have a responsibility to make a change. Collectively, we can have a big impact and that affects companies and therefore, in the end, legislation, we hope. So that simple change of maybe changing a single-use plastic bottle for a reusable bottle is so simple. And because we're very lucky, we're a country that has a ready supply of fresh water available. But that simple change is just a, a change of habit. And once you adapt, it becomes second nature, and you wouldn't think twice about possibly buying drink from a, a vendor or from a plastic bottle. You know, this is the way forwards. And now people are realizing that and offering that refill service as well. And the really nice thing with these blue water bottles is if you have a hot liquid in there, it stays hot. But equally, even in the sunshine that we're enjoying in the UK, unusually, a cold liquid even though the outside's heating up will still remain cold inside and i've experienced that firsthand recently so i'm a big champion of a reusable bottle and in particular these ones
0: (laughs) thank you very much Dee. so you've sailed in a lot of global competitions as well so what is the key role that big events like the Volvo Ocean Race, for example, how can they influence public opinion and, importantly, work with companies as well who have put sustainability at the core of their business mission?
1: I think what is key now for events trying to promote their change of behaviour and that will have a knock-on effect to all the guests and visitors to the venues and different locations and I think us as athletes that can inspire as role models the future generations we need to be seen to walk the walk and talk the talk so actually acting what we're saying but I think events can really be harsh with what guidelines they draw up and enforce it so that their suppliers and that supply chain is realising that the changes are for People come in and see an event happen and realise that it can happen with these changes. And when you start doing that on a global scale that invites hundreds and thousands of visitors, that message is slowly filtering through and that's what it's about. It's about education and about showing what is possible.
0: Of course, sailing for long had a reputation for being a very elitist sport but more and more young people are getting into it. So what's your message? I mean, you've learned to, you know, your seamanship skills on motorboats and then you transited during your university days to sailing boats. What's your message to all the young kids out there who are looking at you now and saying to them, come and get out on the sea, enjoy it, you know?
1: Well, you're right. The sport historically has a really bad image of elitist, inaccessible and expensive But I think we're working really hard on a global scale to show that it isn't that and we can just provide opportunities for people to get out on the water. And when you see that empowerment of someone young being in control of this boat for the first time and then as families or groups of friends going out and adventuring and exploring and just having that freedom and the wind in their sails right up to the elite level of the sport, Realising it, it is a sport that covers huge demographic and is available for everybody. And I think, you know, don't shy away from it. Give it a try. Make sure your first experience is a positive experience. No one's going to send you into the Southern Ocean for the first time. But make sure it's fun and enjoyable and safe. And you can do it with your friends and, and you know, kind of partake and find ways to enjoy the outside and the water environment but uh, equally stay hydrated while you're out there yeah
0: and how important is hydration when you're on the sea because actually you know i know the rule is that drink when you feel thirsty but that's maybe not always possible on a really hot sunny day and on the sea actually you dehydrate faster than you really think so just how important is hydration to people when you're on a boat
1: It's hugely important to remain hydrated and people often forget, especially outside, because you've got the wind, you've got the sun, you've got the reflection of the water, you've got all these elements and there's so much going on. You've got so many sensitivities that you forget some of the fundamental feelings of maybe being hungry or thirsty. And also it's in a strange environment that you're not too comfortable with maybe at first, so you kind of refrain from drinking because you don't want to use the bathroom. But it's so important, as any athlete would tell you, that even if you drop your hydration by as little as 2%, it has a major impact on your ability to make decisions and actions. So I would say, you know, constantly sip throughout the day. Don't leave it till you're really thirsty and you're having to gulp it down. And if you do that sensibly, then you can put your feet up at cocktail hour and enjoy a nice drink, and it won't have a negative effect on you.
0: <laughs> so that's great. Tell me, oh, I have to ask this question, I do apologise, but when you're out there sailing around the world on your own solo for weeks on end, how do you cope with all that loneliness and that solitude and being so far away from everything and everybody
1: well I am naturally quite a sociable person and I'm not naturally a loner so people are quite surprised that I've done as much as I have done on my own and solo sailing but you'll be surprised at how busy you are there is always something to do and if you're not trimming the sails or driving making the boat go fast you've got to fix things or you've got to look at your weather and strategy send your media maybe or eat drink or sleep so if you're not doing any of those things, then you get to actually enjoy what you're doing as well. So um, I haven't got to the point where I'm bored. I've learned to like my own company. And uh, you do have that ability to understand you a little bit more, have me time. And now when you're in everyday life where it's you're constantly available to everybody, that you time is really important That in that well-being and healthy kind of environment. So... I've learned a lot about managing my time and making sure that me time is still important even when I'm not alone at sea.
0: So dear, I was really fascinated when you were talking about the kind of when you were sailing alone and you mentioned that you know you rely on the support of others and the messages that are coming from them. I'd like to ask you from our perspective to help us by telling us what more you think that a company like ourselves of Blue Water with our message of ending the need for single-use plastic bottles and putting ending single-use plastics going into the sea at the very core of our business mission what more can we be doing what more can we be doing to help you to help the people on the planet to actually help the planet itself
1: Well, I think the work that Blue Water is doing is incredible. To provide clean water on a global scale and to try and reduce the need of single-use plastics is phenomenal. And I think that message needs to get out there. We need to amplify it. You need to use people like myself to amplify the work, the great work that Blue Water is doing, and then align with other companies. A lot of companies now want to have a sustainability feel or do a good, have that morale boost of trying to contribute to a better, healthier planet. And so they need to understand the work that Blue Water does so they can maybe come on board with it or align with it or amplify the message. And I think when they see some people doing well, it encourages them to do their own line of work well as well. So I think that kind of, by association, has a big impact on people. And I think we need to grow this greener future for everybody so that we all do things a little bit better than we were.
0: Wise words and valuable insights there from the legendary British sailor Dee Kafari, a true citizen of our awesome blue planet and a change maker, driving a more sustainable approach to how we live our lives. Dee is the only woman to have sailed solo, non-stop, around the world in both directions, and the very first woman to sail non-stop around the world three times. You know, It's amazing how talking to someone like Dee and learning about her first-hand experiences of sailing naturally touches many of the major water issues we are facing right now on our world. Problems like people not getting enough to drink, lacking access to safe, good quality tap water to drink, or wash in, or feed crops, and economic decline due to water scarcity. We truly live on planet water. Water covers 70% of our planet. And it's easy to think it will always be plentiful. However, fresh water, the stuff we drink or irrigate our farm fields with, is rare. Only 3% of the world's water is fresh water, and two-thirds of that is unavailable. Tucked away in frozen glaciers, for example. It's scary to learn from the World Wildlife Fund that some 1.1 billion people worldwide Around 15% of everyone on the planet today lack access to water. The planet's water should be enough though to keep ecosystems thriving. Yet those systems are overstressed, with rivers, lakes and aquifers drying up or becoming too polluted to use. And climate change is altering patterns of weather and water around the world, causing shortages and droughts in some areas and floods in others. The WWF predict that in just four years, by 2025, two-thirds of the world's population may face water shortages. That's why I and all my colleagues at Blue Water have signed up to our mission to use human ingenuity to develop solutions to end the need for single-use plastics, battle the pollution of our oceans and natural environments, and fight to protect our right to clean water. I hope all of you out there have got as much from this podcast and the meeting with Kafari as I have. As a father and grandfather, the whole subject of clean water and society is incredibly important to me. This has been Planet Water. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed Planet Water, help us spread the word by reviewing and rating the podcast. It'll help us keep making great episodes going forward. If you have a comment or a question you'd like answered, email me at planetwater at bluewatergroup.com and I'll do my best to get back to you just as quickly as I can. Thanks for listening to Planet Water. Please remember to always talk to your doctor about your hydration needs. We're not doctors and don't provide medical or health-related advice. Remember as well, that the individual opinions expressed here are just opinions, nothing more. Thank you.